This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television program. Those that are watching on social media, also welcome or listening to me on radio, whether it's radio or shortwave, our warning program is welcome. We're in our conference room, and we are going into intercessory prayer right after this. Today, people, Christians, are following ministers that are not true leaders. They're following motivational speakers, comedians, entertainers, conmen, racists, Men like Joel Olstein, Bishop T.D. Jakes, etc. People attend and follow churches led by mainline church pastors that deny the gifts of the Holy Spirit and support sin, such as abortion, homosexuality, etc. In fact, a mainline church just ordained a homosexual, transgender bishop. Ladies and gentlemen, we are, I believe, living in what the Bible calls the last days. Yes, the church today is dysfunctional, powerless, comprising of people that aren't, as Watchman Nee would say, not worthy to be behind the pulpit. The church is a compromising mess. Today we have many pastors who are worthless pawns of a corrupt government, causing the people to back immorality instead of rising up against it to ensure freedom. Some people follow pastors belonging to a denomination that teaches doctrines of demons, nullifying the absolute truths found in the Bible, and make their own tainted teachings that neuter or reject foundational truths such as the baptism of the Holy Spirit the imminent return of Jesus Christ, the book of Revelation that it applies today. One Presbyterian pastor said the book of Revelation does not apply for today. I don't know where he went to Bible school, but it was probably one that denies the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They say that hell isn't real. We need to follow true leaders. My title today is Follow a True Leader. 
the Apostle Peter directs this whole passage of Scripture toward eldership. And I'm talking about 1 Peter 5, 1 through 3. Therefore, I exalt the elders among you and your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily according to the will of God, not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, not yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. That was First Peter 5, 1 through 3. So a true leader is supposed to be an example, supposed to have testimonies to talk about in his life, supposed to be an ambassador of the Christ, says, I exhort the elders among you as your fellow elder. Now, we're talking about the Apostle Peter. He said he's on the same level, so to speak. He did not claim to be a pope, as the Catholic Church so wrongly tries to state. That's just one of many false doctrines of the Catholic Church. Catholic Church has joined, as far as the Vatican, as far as the Pope. They've been involved with Hitler in World War II, a concordant. If they, Hitler won the war, the world would have been Catholic by force. The Catholic Church has been involved with over 66 million Christians being killed that would not come under the Pope's authority. We could go on and on. We don't pray to saints. We don't pray to Mary. It's not scriptural. Follow a true leader. Don't follow the Pope. So Paul was a true leader, but right now we're focusing on, on Peter 5, 1 through 3. Now, you could follow Paul. He was a true leader. Peter, the apostle, was a true leader. He said, as your fellow elder, again, he did not want to take on errors. He did not want to be hierarchy as the Pope. He says, in witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker also. Are you willing to partake of God's suffering? You should be if you're a true leader. Are you willing to? Or do you catch the first plane out of a country that's coming under trouble? My grandparents, one of the first missionaries in northern China, during World War II, they had an opportunity to escape. My grandfather prayed and said, the Lord told me to stay with the church. He's talking about the Chinese people. Stay with the church. And they said, don't you realize you're going to be arrested? You and your whole household, you're going to go to prison. He said, God told me to stay with the church. And indeed they did stay and indeed they were arrested. Some missionaries were buried. My uncle was shot and killed in the head. My grandfather, my father, were tortured. Are you willing to be a partaker of the suffering of Christ? If you're not, I don't want to look at you as a true leader. 
You're a coward, you're a compromiser, and I don't want to follow you. Are we willing to have true leaders? Do we follow true leaders? Do we follow entertainers, conmen, manipulators, racists? Who do we follow? A partaker of also of his suffering, also of the glory that is revealed. We should understand the glory of God. Can you move in the glory of God? Some people call it the glory cloud. Shepherd of the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, not for sordid gain. What's he talking about? He's talking about money. If you, you know, there are some televangelists, some pastors that are literally multi, multi, multi millionaires. They own jets and other things. Let me tell you, I have a real problem with you, whoever you might be. I got a real problem with you. Are you willing to go to Africa, do the slums to minister? Or there's no money in it. And there isn't. I've never seen your face there. I got a real problem with you. With eagerness, not yet lording it over. Oh, you want to be the big shot. You want to be involved with all of these national conferences on television. Why? Because you got money. You got a jet or a multitude of jets. What you got is a big head, Pastor. Point number one, an elder's responsibility. That is all-encompassing. Elders lead. Elders guide and elders provide for and protect their congregations. They lead, guide, and protect their congregations. That's why my grandfather did not leave China. That's why he was willing to suffer and go into a concentration camp. Elders are involved in the process of bringing people to maturity in Christ, preparing them for works of ministry. They had a Bible school. Everywhere I've gone, I've discipled people, had connected to our church's Bible schools. I believe in preparing people for the work of the ministry. The authority was not delegated to a deacon, Sunday school teacher, or worship leader. Now, we're talking about elders. We're talking about people that are designated as presbyters, bishops, overseers, apostles, senior pastors. These are elders. You know, sometimes you have some Sunday school teacher wanting to lead a rebellion or somebody that's on the intercessory prayer team. That's because their pride overrides the Spirit of God. They cause trouble. We've got to watch our pride. Lucifer, some people like to say he was a leader of the choir, so to speak, the worship team. He caused a lot of trouble. He had a big head. You got a big head? Well, some of you elders have a big head because you're not true elders. The authority is not delegated to a deacon, a Sunday school teacher, a worship leader. Although every responsible task in the church carries a measure of authority. Governmental responsibility. And the governmental authority is meant to be established in the eldership in churches. In some churches, government is vested in the pastor and the deacons or church boards and committees. You'll find no scriptural procedure for such governmental patterns. Usually these groups are elected by some church-approved voting method. However, when a deacon, board, or 
a congregation board or committee leads the church, the pastor only functions as a hireling, a yes man. He answers to business people. Now, how ludicrous. You're supposed to have revelation and vision, discernment, and you're answering to a businessman? I'm afraid that church is set up totally wrong. and That's why they vote for people in instead of having, again, the pastor, direct, guide, disciple, and put a son in. It can continue in the vision of the church instead of all of a sudden a 10,000-person church goes down to 500 because you voted the wrong person in. We are not hirelings. You're supposed to be much more of an of a person that serves voluntarily, willing to give your life. A delegated position is not a hired position, it's an appointed position. Even if an individual is paid a salary to sustain his or her living, the authority comes from God and should be received by God's people in just that way. I believe in salaries, those that truly deserve it, but I can guarantee you I'm not a multimillionaire. I'm not a millionaire. I don't have $100,000 in the bank. I got a real problem if you get rich off the ministry. I have no problems taking care of you well, but if you get rich off it, I, got a, I, I have a problem. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me, Matthew 10, 40. Number two, obedience as unto God. The attitude we display toward a delegated authority, delegated, not elected, reflects our attitude toward Christ. It's important to understand that God takes into account the response we have toward earthly authority. When we are recognizing and responding to authorities, it is though we are looking directly into the face of God. We should do so with a right amount of respect that we would show God. See, people don't fear authority any longer. They do what they want. That's the independent spirit in America. That's why we're losing America, because God is not feared. People that represent God are not feared. The Bible is not feared. A godly parent is not feared. We're losing America. There's no fear of authority, delegated authority that represents God. Oh, I'll do what I want. That's not what I believe. Well, who cares what you believe, you rebel? See, I guess that just came out spontaneously out of my spirit. Who cares what you believe? You little rebel, you little fornicator, you little adulterer, you're homosexual. Who cares what you believe? The only thing that matters is absolute truth. And God calls what I just named sins. He calls you a sinner in danger of judgment. The fear of the Lord is not something to be taken lightly. For the most part, people are either motivated by the promise of reward or the fear of punishment. Children demonstrate this more openly than adults do, but the motivation is there nonetheless. It is utter foolishness not to have the fear of God in our hearts. If you don't have the fear of God, you are a fool. I don't care if you're two years old or I don't care if you're 102. If you don't fear God, you are a fool. Yet many people become insensitive either because of their own self-will and stubbornness or because they have... unrenewed minds. Then insubordinate attitudes manifest. It's part and parcel of the old nature. Adam's fall and the sin that entered 
the human race. Point number three, God's government order does not change. The Lutheran church changes. The Presbyterian church changes. The Methodist church changes. Shall I go on? The Episcopalian church changes. The Baptist church changes. The Assemblies of God are not what they used to be. We need Pentecost. We don't need another Lutheran church. Again, it depends on the pastor behind the pulpit. Some are filled with the Holy Ghost. Some are just filled with himself, the Holy Self. Me, myself, and I. I guess you call that the unholy trinity. Don't expect the government to order within the church to change. Jesus will not usurp his own order. There is order. People want this to happen, but it doesn't happen. Throughout history, God has worked through delegated authority. That's how he works. Paul and Timothy, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Moses, Joshua, delegated authority. That's the order. Although people have given him very little to work with, he has kept his promise to build his church. Matthew 16, 18. In spite of the way the order of the church rule has been rearranged, Jesus has continued the process. Now he has again raised up an apostolic order in his house. We could say in these last days, in recent times, the apostolic order or ministry or gift, fivefold gifts of ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor. Recently, so to speak, the apostolic and prophetic gifts, offices have been more recognized. Like with anything, like the pastor, teacher, evangelist. You have the good and the bad and the ugly. Not all is genuine. Not all is real. We need to follow a true leader. If you know the Bible, if you really know the Bible, if you're intimate with God, you know who a true leader is. You know who moves with the apostolic, the prophetic. You know who moves with power and authority. You know who moves with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know who teaches the unadulterated word of God that has absolute truth, that has never changed his opinion on sin. He doesn't flow with culture. He's against the woke culture. Totally against woke. God has raised up apostolic order. He is going to work through the people. He has delegated as authorities in the church. God will not go around the eldership of the church to raise up people in ministry. Some people just want to be the, the lone ranger. Sorry. The last I knew, the Lone Ranger was dead, and so is Tonto. And so are you, you little scribe and Pharisee, just walking around, doing your own little thing, but really haven't done anything. Miracles, signs, and wonders, what do you do? Teach some weird belief that you have? I don't care about your weird belief. If you don't come under authority, I don't really care about you or your opinion. People often go out in ministry without affirmation by valid leadership or eldership. They do that because they believe they have a gift or that God spoke directly to them. Woo! That's where we get into real heresy. God spoke to me. Oh, really? Then if you really have an anointing and God has called you, it's recognized by solid other men and women of God. Solid. Not common, not racist, not entertainers. I'm talking about solid men and women of God. Credentialed. Solid with a proven track record and testimonies. Do you have that? 
Or just you and a bunch of other coffeehouse rabbis patting each other on the back and say, yeah, let's go get them. And you get nothing. But you criticize everybody. Follow true leadership. We're in a mess in America. We're losing America. Again, people go into ministry without true, valid affirmation or eldership behind them. Again, they think they have a gift. It's the gift of gab. Only it's the wrong type of gab. It's called uh, garbage, rubbish, compromise, slander, some false doctrine that comes out of nowhere. But only you, you now conceal people, not the angel in the book of Revelation, but you conceal. False prophet. Tell ya, the last false prophet that said he could seal, he's dead. But uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to see him in heaven unless he repented. That's just the facts. Because God never spoke to him to seal, the devil did. So he was certainly under deceivableness. He was under total deception, floating around trying to seal people. You know, this is so stupid. How can you seal everybody in the world, seven, eight billion people, and you don't even travel overseas? I mean, use your head, but yet people... They bought into this nonsense. You're thinking, hey, what happened? Did you check your brain out at the door when you came in? Maybe COVID hit years ago and only went to you. No logic. I can't believe some people one and one makes 23. Their ministries are ill-advised. In most cases, they fail to be birthed into their destinies because they won't come under authority so they can't be groomed and trained. They usually accomplish some good things for God. Certainly, they never escape God's love. But eventually, if they are to succeed at the highest level of their calling, God must draw them back under proper eldership or they never will succeed. I've taken people with me before and all of a sudden they think they have a big head and that's about it because uh, they can't seem to get into the room anymore. They don't come under authority and pretty soon, where did they go? Well, I don't know. What are they doing? Well, I don't know. I guess they're back at their old job. Yep. If you don't come under authority, you end up nowhere but digging ditches, cutting meat, or whatever you do. If you are seeking to be released into ministry, the wisest course of action is to advance through your headship. That way you can be sent rather than going out on your own. The biblical directive is to humble yourself to those who have rule, headship. And in due time, God will exalt you. How? They'll push you. They'll exhort you. They'll make ways for you to minister. They'll give you accreditation. They'll give you opportunity. Try to do it on your own. I don't think you'll go anywhere. But if you contend for a place of leadership, it just won't open up the way you want it. Our message tonight, follow a true leader. We said point number one, an elder's responsibility including being willing not only to protect but to die for the flock, to be willing to go to prison or a concentration camp for the flock, for the people. Not jumping on the first plane because you have enough money to escape trouble that's coming and you leave the people you supposedly love, you leave them behind. Missionaries do it all the time. Tele-evangelists do it all the time. Some two-week missionary does it all the time. Trouble comes, they're out of there. Well, you don't impress me, missionary, pastor, evangelist. You don't impress me a bit.
I'd be more impressed if you were arrested, if you stayed behind. Point number two, obedience as unto God. Do you follow leadership? Are you under authority or not? Point number three, God's government order does not change. We try to change everything today, and that's our problem. But God doesn't change. There was a saying when I was growing up, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is absolute truth. It's found in the Bible. The Bible. Today's culture in America tries to change everything. Absolute truth is still there. God's truth is still there. Sin is still what sin always was. It hasn't changed. And the penalty for sin is death, judgment, not promotion. Like President Biden wants to promote all all the sinners, it seems. Fill his cabinet with sinners. Well, Joe Biden, you yourself one day are going to be judged by Almighty God. God help your soul. Conclusion, people fail in ministry today because they do not want to submit to authority. They don't want to be discipled. They don't want to be trained. Like a rebellious child that does poor in school and fails in life, they fail in ministry. If you truly want to be in ministry, let humility give you success instead of pride that results in failure. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.